Hello and welcome to the Helix Reviews Podcast. My name is David Arrington, bringing you reviews from a Christian geek worldview. And today on the show, I'm going to be talking about The Last of Us TV show, the adaptation of my favorite game of all time, The Last of Us. I was extremely excited for this series. Uh, also a little bit nervous because it's such I'm just such a big fan of the video games. I'm going, okay, is this going to stack up? Are they going to you know, are they going to nail this or is this kind of going to be like, oh man, I wish they did this better. But, uh, oh my goodness, I was so excited to see this though. So let's get right into the review. If you don't think there's hope for the world, why bother going on? You haven't seen the world, so you don't know. You keep going for family. I'm not family. No. Cargo. Why are you so important? Somewhere out west. They're working on a cure. I think what really impressed them was the fact that I didn't turn into a monster. If she so much as twitches. <laughs> Don't. The Last of Us. After a global pandemic destroys civilization, a, a zombie outbreak actually destroys civilization, a hardened survivor named Joel takes charge of a 14-year-old girl who may be humanity's last hope. Okay, so as I said earlier, this was this is based on my favorite video game of all time. I love The Last of Us. It's a phenomenal game with a phenomenal story. And so, you know, going into this, I'm going, oh man, are they actually going to get this story right? Are they, did they actually choose these actors and, you know, actors that can really portray who these characters are well and Oh my goodness, I, I loved this series. So, uh, Pedro Pascal as Joel, uh, you know, I, I knew who Pedro Pascal was before, and I was questioning, okay, does he fit Joel? I'm, I don't know, does he fit Joel? And then he fits right into here who this character is. He fits right into the the rough rough and tumble guy the the guy that you know has done some bad stuff you know that he's he's not a great guy he's very hardened he's hardened by the world and you see some of the stuff at the beginning of the series that hardened him and uh, it's just extremely well done and he is so good at portraying the type of character straight out of the video game that Joel is this very hardened guy this very this guy that's closed off from the world that has you know very few if any friends and then uh, and then he's tasked with taking care of this girl who reminds him of from his daughter in the past so it's this very painful thing to to ask of him you know to for him to do and then you see him starting to soften a little bit and you see him starting to to relate to her and see her as uh, as more of a person instead of just him trying to to kind of cut her off and just be like okay she's just cargo i just got to move her from one place uh, from one spot to another spot you know which is kind of his his goal in the tv show here and just extremely well done here by pedro pascal bella ramsey as ellie uh, i didn't i've never seen this girl in anything before and i was questioning okay it's like oh wait a minute okay ellie ellie is going to be a hard character to pull off because she has a lot of uh kind of unique characteristics but 
she really captures the spirit of Ellie from the game. You know, a little bit different, a little bit more, you know, her take on it and stuff. But I think she really captures the spirit from the game. She's naive and, and kind of young and goofy, but she's also kind of is mature for her age and she's vulgar. Uh, they're, they're that like balance there that they did is really well done. She's very sarcastic. She's very funny and they, they get that apart across very well. Again, this character just like expertly lifted from the game here and really I can say that about basically all of these characters in here uh Anatrov as Tess great in here Def like this this you know war down world weary jaded kind of character but there's like that little spark of hope that you see in her uh Henry and Sam in here, I'm just going to go through some a lot of the characters from the, the games, and I'm going to kind of talk about them a little bit here, uh, from the game and in the TV show and how the adaptation is here, because Henry and Sam, cool, interesting characters in the game. This is a great version of them, but it is definitely a little bit different version of them. The, there's more changes here than with a lot of the characters in the games, I would say, but I guess there's more changes like around them and kind of the story surrounding them, We hang out with them and, and kind of figure out what they're doing a little bit more in the series than we did in the games. But they, again, they kept it very similar to the spirit of the games and what these characters were doing. And, and yeah, so that aspect of that is really well done and Henry and Sam you know they're the good characters that when you, you you come across them and it's like oh man I really like these guys uh Gabriel Luna as Tommy I like him he played Ghost Rider in the Agents of Shield series so I like this actor already him popping up in here was good so David they uh they they kind of made him they I don't ever remember any part of the game where he's like religious type character you know he's the leader of his group but they kind of made him a religious nut in this movie they kind of inserted some uh, anti-christianity kind of junk in here which is unfortunate I wish I wish that they hadn't gone for that because in a way that's that's kind of what it just feels like is just kind of anti-christianity uh, type stuff in here that said his character is effective his character totally works in here and uh, it's it, again, he, he very much fits the role that he has in the game, and he they, they they made him work very well. They just had to add the the religious zealot, religious nut, I would say, kind of aspect to him. This series, it is so similar to the game. This like like it is insane. I I don't know if I've ever seen an adaptation that was this close. It is crazy. It changes like just enough to make it fit into the TV show medium because it's kind of a different, you know, storytelling device, a different storytelling medium. And so it's got to change some things to make it work here, but it keeps so much exactly the same from, you know, set pieces to even like shot for shot sometimes in the game. It is exactly the same and line for line coming straight out of the game at points too. And it works completely well. Sometimes when you get the, the line for line something and it's like, okay, you know, I, I think maybe it worked better in the comic book or maybe it worked better in the video game or something, you know, but this, they, they made sure that, okay, no, we, we got to make this work. We got to make this fit and it really fits in here and it works. And it's just this insane attention to detail 
as an adaptation from the game into the series. It is crazy and it is, yeah, it's just so well done. And the fact that they could fit all of that so perfectly executed and adapted from the game and it doesn't feel like forced in any way, it just very smoothly fits in here is just fantastic. And even in the parts that they do change from the game, they do a really good job at kind of keeping the spirit of the game, keeping the, the, the things that they were trying to get across and trying to do in the game and, and kind of executing those in a slightly different way. But really, it's, it's pretty much only slightly different, and for the most part, that stuff worked great. This is everything that an adaptation should be. This this is like about as perfectly executed an adaptation of a video game as I've seen. You know, if we've been waiting for the video game movie that takes it to the next level, well, there's no movie here, but this, this is the TV show that is taking video game adaptations to the next level, doing it extremely well in what is already a story-based and very effective story based game and then telling that story very effectively in the TV show format. Extremely well done. But if I'm going to touch on some of the negatives here, I will say uh, it's a little light on the zombies. There, There's definitely zombies. There's definitely some great zombie action sequences. There's some great action sequences in here. Some really intense sequences with the zombies and stuff that were really cool. Uh, but it is a little bit light on the zombies, you know, because the video game, you have a lot more play time. You have a lot more time where you're sneaking through zombies and all that kind of stuff that they don't uh, necessarily have time for or need to deal with in the show because they, they want to focus more on the, the characters, they want to focus more on the story and stuff, and so it makes sense that that would mean a more focus on the characters and the, the enemies in in human form and the, the other characters in human form, you know, instead of in zombie form. It makes sense, I guess, to an extent, that the focus on those, but I think maybe we could have had a little bit more, you know? We, we could have had a little bit more with the zombies, a little bit more uh, upping some of those stakes and stuff as far as the zombies and that kind of... Uh, angle of the series goes because I mean if you're going into this initially you're going oh okay this is a zombie series you know and going into the game it's like okay this is a zombie game you know and you're not disappointed whatsoever with it being a zombie game because there's lots of zombies lots of hiding from the zombies or shooting the zombies and you know you get the whole range there you technically get the whole range here but there is much more of a focus on the humans and the human enemies and stuff like that as opposed to getting more of the balance of the zombies and the the human enemies so it would have been nice to maybe have a little bit more a little bit more emphasis with the the zombies and stuff as well in the series my biggest issue with this series honestly is the the change with bill you know if you know who bill is in the game uh so in the game the the there's this character that his name is bill and he shows up for a bit and uh, and throughout the course of the game you could you slowly learn oh wait okay this guy is gay but you figure it out like through a note and stuff and it's kind of like it's hinted at it's never explicitly stated and then uh and then they kind of move on and it's like okay he was a homosexual you know and so it's like okay there's the little bit of the game's wokeness right there speaking and saying hey you know homosexuality there you go and uh, so there's a little bit there but it was so light it was like it, it was the kind of thing where you probably you could play the game and not realize it you know whereas 
you can't watch this series and not realize it because they took that and they stretched that into the into a whole episode of just like this is just the the gay homosexual romance story that and they did it in such a way that I it just I found it so appalling like watching it and it's these two big hairy dudes that are getting in bed together and stuff and it's just like what am i watching why why is this the aspect of the series that they're like okay let's blow this up other than the whole woke agenda of of pushing homosexuality into movies and tv shows to push it into people's lives and stuff you know that's the point here and it's coming across in this this it's just so annoying cuz it's like now if i rewatch the series Basically, I'm just going to skip this episode because a majority of this episode has almost nothing to do with the main series. They're just like, hold on, let's just focus on this homosexual relationship here for a while. And then, you know, the parts of the episode also focus on Joel and Ellie and their journey and stuff like that. But it's like so much of this episode is just so overtaken with this that it's just it's so unfortunate man it's because this this is this is like a black eye and an otherwise really excellent (laughs) excellent series in my opinion and if it was if it was done more subtly it like it was in the game i would still bring it up i would still mention it i would still say hey you know what homosexuality is evil it's a sin the bible says it's an abomination and so we shouldn't be approving of it it's not good it's not okay but you know, but it's it's just kind of in here a little bit. Just like, you know, in the game, it, it's in here a little bit. They're just trying to sneak it in a little bit because that's what they got to do because they, they're woke and they got to promote their religion, which is this LGBT stuff. But this one, making basically an entire episode out of that and, and doing it in just such gross kind of detail and stuff that it's just like, what are we doing here? This, ugh, oh my gosh. It's a, a very unfortunate. And for what it's worth, the, the homosexual relationship there is fairly well done. You know, so it's like the, the, as far as them trying to make this a normal thing or make this portrayed as a good thing and stuff, they are doing their job in that they're making it well done as far as them developing a relationship slowly and all this kind of stuff and seeing that blossom that said what you're seeing blossom is something that is evil ultimately and is promoting a evil that god says for us not to do and so it's it's sad it's unfortunate that this is in there and it's it's the kind of thing where you know if i rewatch the series honestly i'll probably just skip that episode entirely now that said Overall, I I loved this series, man. Every episode except for that one was awesome. So well done. Phenomenal adaptation of the game and just absolutely fantastic. I'm going to get into some spoilers here in a bit, but a absolutely fantastic adaptation of The Last of Us. If I'm taking you with me, do what I say when I say it. Got any advice on the best way west? Yeah, go east. If you come this far, then you know it's out there. You're not gonna scare us. Scared him? 
Spoiler time. It's time to talk about spoilers for The Last of Us Season 1. So, spoilers. You've been warned. If you don't want spoilers, don't continue or do continue. You've been warned. Uh, you know, but let's continue. One thing that they changed here about the zombies that I found kind of weird. Uh, they changed the spores into like these tendrils that come out of the ground. And so instead of uh, spores that fill the air and they have to cover their mouths and stuff, instead it's like these little tendrils that come out of the ground and they'll like go inside you and that's what makes you into the zombie. I mean, you know, okay, I, I just kind of like the spores better. I think that's uh, more... Uh, mushroom-like and stuff, which is kind of what this whole zombie apocalypse is based on, is these mu mushroom fungus things that grow in your brain and stuff. And so it's like, that's that's more of like a mushroom thing. Uh, maybe there's some tendril mushroom things out there too that, you know, okay. But, like, I think it connects more thematically with, like, the, the mushrooms and stuff, so it makes more sense in that way. But, you know, okay, this is one thing they wanted to change for the series for whatever reason, but the I, I, what I don't like is the tendrils that just kind of travel along the ground everywhere, and so you step on it in one place, one place, and, like, a mile away, the zombies can feel it and run at you, but that only happens one time in the series of them like stepping on some and then they all start running and that's when Tess dies. When Tess dies, by the way, that that's they they changed that a little bit from the the games too in a, in a few ways. But because they wanted to make the the zombies coming in, they didn't want to have to introduce all the the soldiers and everything in order to have them chasing you at the end of there of that episode and stuff. So it's like, okay, that makes sense. I understand changing it from the, the soldiers to the zombies, but I don't like, I don't know. I just think it's stupid that they, they step on the ground and then a mile away, the zombies like feel it and they get up and start running. But that only happens once. They never accidentally step on tendrils again and then have a horde running at them. It, it doesn't really make any sense to me that they would be so clumsy to just step in it here, but not elsewhere and stuff. It's just, I don't know, it doesn't make a lot of sense. It's just kind of weird, but that's that's just kind of a weird change there. And then you get the sequence where the, <laughs> the zombies are all running in and they don't notice Tess at first, so they're all like running past her. She's there, she's got like grenades and gasoline, and so everything's about to blow up. And then the, the zombie sees her, and instead of running at her and attacking her or biting her or something, it comes up and it kisses her. Like, it sticks his mouth on hers, and the tendrils goes from his mouth to her mouth. And I mean, that's, it's gross, it's weird, it's, it's like this thing where it's like, oh, that's gross, the tendrils are, like, going into her and stuff, uh, what's going on there? But it's also, like, why? Why did the zombie kiss her? Why... Like, I thought it was going to be, the, the zombie walks up to her and is not attacking her. And I thought, oh, okay, it's because she's bit. She was bit earlier. That's why she's sacrificing herself in this way. So she was bit earlier. She's going to blow up all the zombies and everything. It's going to come up to her and, like, look at her, sniff her, whatever, and then move on because they're the same. They're both zombies at this point, and that's the way the zombie sees it anyway. So that's why I thought they were going to do, and I was going to be like, oh, okay, you know, interesting enough, I guess. But then they have this stupid scene where the zombie's like, all right, I'm going to kiss you now, and they kiss, and the tentrals go from one person to the other person. I'm just like, what are you thinking here? That is so dumb. That is, <laughs> is the uh, second worst 
adaptation out of the game after the whole Bill thing. Uh, <laughs> the Bill thing is the worst just because it's it egregiously, immorally bad. Uh, but this one is just kind of dumb. Like, this is just like, why was this a change? Why... It should have just either not bit her because, oh, you're one of the zombies now, or went up to attack her and then she blew him up, or, or just something, or bit her, or just something, just anything but what but they did, anything but the zombie deciding to kiss her. That was just the dumbest thing that makes no sense, is never explained, and is just stupid is no other zombie has ever acted that way in the series or in the games. And it's just like, what was that? That was, I don't know. I do not understand that at all. I just found that so dumb. Now that said, that is like one minute of the series, you know? So it's like, that, that's ultimately it. It's not that big of a deal. It's the death of an important character. So it's a big deal, I guess, but it, it's not like that big of a deal because it is ultimately, it's, it's like, you know, one minute of the series and most of the series is amazing and a phenomenal adaptation of the games. And so it's just, it's just kind of this stupid thing that crops up in the middle here that I'm just going, what, what are you doing? I do really like that they brought the actors from the game into the series. So Troy Baker in here plays James. He's the sidekick of uh, David, who they, again, the David, they really pushed the, the anti-Christianity kind of stuff he reads out of the Bible. I, I think that they... I think that they did a good job with that as well, much like the gay love story, I guess. They did a good job with him being the, the religious nut kind of character because he reveals later on that it's like, yeah, he doesn't so much believe in all of this religious stuff that he's talking about and this God that he's talking about, but he knows that the people that he's leading need the God, you know, because everybody needs God in the real world. Everybody is yearning after something religious, you know, yearning after something bigger than them. And so he sees that in the other people. Evidently, he's too bit high and mighty to need that. And so he's like, okay, I don't believe in this, but I'm going to give them their God. And so I'm going to start a cult here, basically. And so I, I think that's, uh, that's well done there. And I think that that's part of the genius of this story is that every character is like totally reasonable to themselves. You know, every, even the villains, even the crazy nut job religious guy, it's like, they're all the heroes of their own story. You know, the best villains are the heroes of their own story. And that is the case with like David, where he's like, no, I, this is what needed to happen in order for me to lead my people and stuff. And so it's like, yeah, it's, it's good stuff. It's, it is well made despite some of the, the negative elements I have from it. Uh, was I talking about Troy Baker, Troy Baker, here is plays his sidekick James you know a decent enough character uh not anything particularly amazing necessarily as far as that character goes but I, I really liked seeing Troy Baker in here because he was the actor that played Joel in the video games I think he did like motion capture for Joel and uh, and the voice work uh though the Joel doesn't look anything like him in the games he looks different uh and then Ashley Johnson coming in here playing Anna, playing, <laughs> playing Ellie's mom. We never saw Ellie's mom in the games. Uh, I think she's referenced a little bit in the games, but that's about it. This one, we see her, we see her pregnant with Ellie and that she has Ellie as a zombie comes in and bites her. And so that's like, apparently how that worked is, uh, you know, he, he, the zombie bit her and a little bit of the juices or whatever from the bite went through the umbilical cord before she cut it off. And that's what made 
made her immune or something. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> like that. I don't know if that makes any sense, you know. But I guess that's that's how they uh, explain Ellie <laughs> having an immunity to it, you know? So, but it's like, if the, if the Fireflies knew that, if the Fireflies knew that that happened and the, the lead Firefly lady came in right afterwards and she kind of suspected something along those lines had happened, they would absolutely be testing pregnant women with zombies biting them and while they're being born and stuff, just because that's what they would do. Like, you know, you, you think of, oh, the Fireflies are most, more or less the good guys. They're like the, the rebels fighting against the evil tyranny, but at the same time, they're kind of the bad guys. They kind of do evil too, you know, and so they would totally be testing that kind of stuff, you know. Now that said, I do think it was cool. Like, honestly, I think this is a cool addition to the series here Th that is kind of different than the games. A cool addition of seeing Ellie be born, seeing Ellie's mom, uh, having, having the lady that plays Ellie uh, play the mom is really cool, like a cool connection of the two Ellies, you know, and, uh, and then seeing kind of how Ellie is immune, presumably that's, that's how she is immune, immune is because that incident happened right there, you know, so it's like, that's a cool, interesting, different addition to the game that I wasn't expecting, and that is really cool. Another thing I think that the game does well, I think probably the game does maybe even better than, or the movie does, the sh show does better than the game, is right near the end of the, the transformation of Joel going com from completely from, you know, you are my cargo, I am just going to be completely emotionally disconnected from you, and then there's, you know, there's the slow transition over the course of the game, and the slow transition over the course of the series, as he more and more accepts her as a person, and more kind of steps into a fatherly type of role with her. I think at the end of the series, when he was telling her about how he uh, almost committed suicide because he thought that, you know, he had nothing else to live for and he was broken and he's been broken this whole time. And then she's like, well, I guess it's, you know, time heals old wounds or whatever. And he's like, it wasn't time implying that it was her, you know, that her coming into his life and kind of filling the void or filling the, the gap that, that, you know, his daughter dying in the, at the beginning of the series and at the beginning of the game left him in this destroyed, hurt place. And then she kind of came in and helped him be able to move forward from that and help, gave him someone new to kind of fight for and someone new to to help, you know. Uh, just like, just like the, the ending with Bill and the letter that he gave him and said, you know, make sure you take care of Tess, you know, that was after Tess died. So it's like kind of this heartbreaking, heart wrenching thing, but it gives you an idea of who, uh, Joel's character is as someone that is, you know, desperately in need of somebody to love and desperately in need of somebody to take care of and to, to have a, a relationship, a serious relationship with. And I don't just mean like a love relationship, but like a, you know, a, a deep relationship, a deep, meaningful relationship, whether that be like with Tess, who is uh, more of a romantic type relationship. They made that more explicitly clear in here that it is like a romantic type relationship than in the game where it's a little bit more questionable whether it's romantic or only partner kind of relationship. But he needs that in order to move on and then him kind of getting that again in a parental type setting helped him 
uh, move on or, or, you know, kind of helped him heal from his daughter's death. And I think the, the way that he expressed that at the end of this show was really well done and was probably, probably more well done here than it was in the game. Cause, uh, in the game, it doesn't have the whole sequence. I don't, I don't remember it having the sequence with him explaining, uh, how he, uh, shot himself in the head was trying to and he missed and stuff and so he was the person that missed shooting him in the head and stuff you know that that he talks about earlier in the series and it's just this really really powerful moment that is so well done right there that they don't have in the game or if they do have him mentioning that it, it's just like i think it's just while you're playing if they do have him mentioning that or something but it's it's not this big powerful moment that it is in the series that was like that, that I thought was really impactful and really well done. And so, yeah, that aspect of the, the show, absolutely fantastic. And I love how close they kept with everything, with, you know, with Ellie, you know, going in at the end, and she has to die in order for them to get this cure, and he's like, okay, no, that's not gonna happen, and just massacres them, and, and even killing, like, the leader of the Fireflies and all that in order to get this done, because it's like, no, you, you know, that's, you'll just come after us and stuff, and then just wiping them out and taking Ellie and just lying to her face, because he thinks that's the right thing to do, because he's like, okay, you know, he knows that if he tells her the truth, she will be so mad at him for this, because she would have accepted it like he basically he's the only one that would not have accepted this you know but the thing is like the, the when when the game came out and people were talking about this ending i remember people saying stuff like you know oh man we were playing as the bad guy the whole time and stuff and it's like no i look at this and just go no we were not playing we were playing as the hero this was what joel was supposed to do because ultimately because the ends do not justify the means you know the a good result does not justify immorality doing something immoral doing something evil doing something sinful is not justifiable at all you know so there is no human way to justify that the only way that we can be justified is through Jesus Christ on the cross dying for our sins and then us, you know, accepting him and asking for forgiveness, repenting for our sins and turning away from them and having the Holy Spirit indwell us and all that jazz, you know, Christianity, you know. So therefore, the ends, the ends do not justify the means. You can't do something that is evil for the sake of good. That's just not how do we, not how being good or being, you know, or doing good works, you know, ultimately. And and so I am completely on Joel's side here when he's like, okay, you're going to kill her. Well, I'm going to kill all of you in order to save my daughter, essentially, because that is now at the end of the series. That's how he views her. He views her as my daughter. And so he's like, all right, I'm just going to, I'm going to kill all of you in order to save my daughter here. So do not get in my way, you know, and he goes, he obliterates them. He kills all of them and he takes her back. And it's like, yes, I am on board for that. I'm not on board for the line. Maybe you could say, uh, we'll talk about it later, you know, and then you talk about it once you're, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, a little while later or something. But like, you know, I, I don't say the lying and stuff is good, but that makes for a really intriguing and kind of kind of ending to the series because, you know, it ends with with exactly like the game. It ends with Ellie saying, hey, is this like 
for real? Like, the, did you actually do something here, or was this just them going, hey, you know, don't worry about it. The, we we tried to find a cure. It's not possible. There is no cure, and that's it. You know, and she's like, she, she you can tell that she's not believing him. She's having a hard time believing that that was the case. But then, you know, he says, yes, I, I swear that everything that I told you is true, that they don't have a cure and stuff and all these lies that he told her. I swear that that's all true. And she just says, okay, and bam, that's the end of the series exactly the way the video game ends. And it's just kind of this this powerful ending of her, like, she's questioning him, but then kind of deciding, like, okay, I guess I'm going to believe you. Okay, I guess I'm going to move forward now, despite me having some of these questions or having some of these qualms and maybe not completely trusting Joel here, but like, okay, I guess I have to move forward with this and I'm making the decision to believe Joel ultimately. And then we'll see where that goes whenever they adapt the second game. I won't get into spoilers of the second game, uh, but oh my goodness, we'll, we'll see more on this come whenever they adapt the second game. I'm very curious what they're going to do with the second game, the adaptation of the second game, because it takes place several years after the first one. Ellie is much more grown up in the second game. Like, you go from uh, playing as Joel to playing as Ellie in the second game, and so she's much more grown up, much more capable than she was in that first game, you know? And so it's like, I'm very curious to see if, are, are they going to wait a while? Is it going to be a while before we ever get that season? Or are they just going to try to age her up more? They Maybe they made her look younger here, and they're going to to make her look older there to try to kind of balance it out to make her age her up enough and then also if they're gonna make a third game are they gonna this this adapted the entire first video game so i don't know if season two is going to adapt the entire second video game or if they're gonna split that in two the the second video game is like two video games lengths long it's like twice as long as the first game and there's kind of there's points in that game where you could divide it into two seasons or something, you know? So it's like, they they might go that direction with it. I could definitely see them going, okay, we want to divide this into two seasons, this half of the game and that half of the game. So maybe if they if they do both of those, you know, it would, it would be weird if they stopped and then they came out with a third game and then it's like, oh, well, we can't continue with the series because that series is several years old now or something. Or, or do we come back with the series to tell that third game's story or something? You know, it's, I don't know, it's kind of a weird conundrum unless they're working on the third game, which they haven't said they are, but I, I'm kind of guessing that they are working on the third game. So maybe, I guess, if they release the third Last of Us game before they complete the the third story you know the, the before they complete the second video game story so if they make that take two seasons that could take at least two years maybe longer i think i think the the actress that plays ellie said it was going to be longer than a year for getting out the second season so i think it's not just going to be like next year or anything um so if, if we got a few years in between getting that season and if they divide the second game up into two seasons then you know, maybe that's enough time to get out the third game, in which case they can continue the story of the third game instead of tr like having kind of this weird conundrum here. You know, I don't think I don't think that uh, that they would want to tell the story. Neil Druckmann, the creator of The Last of Us, would want to tell the story of the third Last of Us game in the TV show before the game. I think that he's 
I think that he's the game maker first and the story, the, the TV show teller second, you know, because he didn't direct it, but he was involved in writing and he was, it seems like he was very involved in this series. But, uh, but it seems to me he would want to tell the video game, the the story in the video game first, because that's how the series started. Uh, you know, I could be mistaken on that, but that, that would be my guess anyway. Uh, so yeah, anyway, I'm very curious to see what they would do with that. Oh my goodness, this series was amazing. I loved it. I really wish that they didn't have the one episode in there, but other than that episode, I absolutely loved this series. I guess the, the, the one other episode, you got the Left Behind DLC episode. The episode is called Left Behind, and the DLC is called Left Behind. It's the, the prequel story about Ellie and Riley and kind of their adventure before, and we see how Ellie got bit, and we see how Riley got bit, and, you know, and they're like, oh, I guess we'll just lose our minds together, and then it didn't work out that way because Riley uh, ultimately lost her mind, and then Ellie did not because she is immune, and so uh, they told that story. That story is very well done. That story is that story is really good in here uh the in the dlc that's when they introduce the idea that oh ellie's gay now too ellie's a homosexual now too eh? okay uh it's it's much less uh, i guess it's less of an element in the game again it's less of an element in the game than it is in the series i think they they set it up more in the series and so i guess for the sake of the series it makes more sense the, the way they did it more of the longing looks and stuff from ellie at riley and stuff and, and so you get more of that impression that she's kind of infatuated with her uh than you do in the games you get you in the in the dlc there you get some of that but it's not until the kiss scene where they kind of she kind of kisses her and it's like, oh, okay. And that's the moment where you're like, oh, okay, Ellie's, Ellie's gay in here. Okay, okay. Whereas in the, in the show, they, maybe it's partially because I knew that was coming and stuff, but they definitely like seem to set it up a little bit more so that when that happened, it was just, it, it made more sense. It was just like, yeah, okay. They, they were definitely setting this up more. I only played that DLC one time. So maybe I should replay that DLC. Maybe they set it up a lot more in that DLC than I ever noticed because I only played it the one time. But, uh, but yeah, you know, we'll, we'll see. Well, <laughs> I don't like that they made Ellie homosexual, you know, again, cause it's, it's, you know, an evil sin that God says, Hey, don't do that. And then this is a thing where it's like, Hey, homosexuality. It's okay. You know? And it's like, ah, okay, it's unfortunate, but it's in here. And even that episode, I, I, I really liked for the most part, cause it is, uh, a really well done episode. Very fun seeing the relationship between Riley and Ellie and the, the strain there because Riley's run off and joined the Fireflies and Ellie's like, what in the world are you doing? And Ellie's trying to figure out what she's going to do with her life. And just that whole dynamic, I think, was really well done. And uh, yes, yeah, so, I mean, even that episode was really good. Again, I just wish that they didn't add the, uh, the immoral elements in there as well. So that's it. That's it. What'd you think? HelixReviewsPodcast at gmail.com and you can let me know what you thought of The Last of Us TV show. Did you think it was a good adaptation? I don't know how you can not. Oh my goodness. It's so good. <laughs> That's it for this time. This is David Arrington, Helix Reviews, signing out. Bye-bye, guys. Bye-bye.